Hello, friends, and welcome to My Miniature Obsession Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Karf. This podcast is about all things miniature. We will explore the world of minis and all its raw talent, dedication, patience, and the new energy of this art form. Hear from miniature hobbyists and professionals from all over the world. We will gain a deeper insight into the creative processes that drive them. We will also explore what their biggest struggles are, their most devastating failures, and the most uplifting successes. I hope to encourage and inspire you in your miniature hobby, because even the ordinary become extraordinary in miniature. On today's episode, we will be talking to Terry of Simple Shacks Miniatures. We'll talk about her shed and room box kits that she makes and sells, along with her vintage accessories. I love to hear how Terry won the lottery not once, but twice. At least a lottery for a miniaturist. I enjoy talking to Terry, and I hope that you enjoy today's episode. As always, please remember to subscribe so you don't miss out on future episodes. And please follow me on Instagram. My handle is at Mike Drop Miniatures. Enjoy. Well, thank you, Terry, for joining me today. Sure. Yes. So to get started, can you tell me a little bit who's Terry and how did you get started with miniatures? Oh, boy. Well, I would have to go back to five years old. I would say it was 1979. Uh, the lady that lived next door, uh, she eventually took me in. Long story there, won't get into that. Um, but she started building a Greenleaf Harrison. And I watched it come to life just gradually over time and turn into this magical, wonderful escape. When she got it done, she had it on display um, in her house. And I can just remember standing in front of it just constantly just in awe over it. So I would say that's when I, I definitely had a love for anything tiny. Um, built my first house um, in college. And I don't even remember what kid it was. It did not turn out well. Let's just put it that way. Um, and then, of course, you get busy with life mm -hmm. and paying bills and raising kids and all these things. But I recently, or I should say here in the last 10 years, I've been pretty heavy into it. Well, so I have to ask, did she let you play your neighbor? Did she let you play with the house or just look? Um, at that age, I was very scared to touch it. Okay. Um, it wasn't that she was like, no, don't touch that. It was, I was afraid to touch it. Um, I didn't want to mess it up. I loved how she had all the little items placed and she had, um, I believe two, two dolls in there. Um, and it's funny because her last name was Harrison. So it, she kind of, I guess, made her own little tribute to, to what she had, um, it was Victorian and, and decor and a, and a theme, uh, but I just remember being afraid to touch it. I didn't want to do anything that would harm any of it. I wish my daughter felt that way right now. No. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you wish you had that dollhouse? Oh, I wonder whatever happened to it. Well, I'll, I can tell you what happened to oh, it. No. Um, she had it on display in her home for, for some time and, um, I grew up in Bavard County, Florida. Okay. And there is a store that was open in the 70s, 80s, and it's still open today from what I understand. It's called the Toy Box. And it, her house was eventually moved to the Toy Box and was on display in their shop. Uh, I would say most of the 80s up into the 90s, it was probably in there on, on display. Um, I'm not sure what happened to it after, if it's still there or if she has it. That's a good question. I'll have to ask her. Um, 
So she just built this one house and then she was done or did she have a huge collection? She just built this house and then she was done. And I think it was during a very rough time in her life. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, being that young, I can pay, I remember picking up on things. She was going through uh, a sort of depression. Um, she was a school teacher. She taught special ed um, at one of the local schools. Uh, she had been going through something within her her family and life, and I think she did it as a as a therapy almost. Um, I caught her smoking a couple times, and I can remember hiding her cigarettes from her. <laughs> and she wasn't normally a smoker, um, so it was just I would say during a real rough patch in her life where she used it to to mend therapy, mend, right? Yes, yes, which I think. Uh, I know is one of the reasons I do it to this day is it is a therapy. Mm -hmm. I know. Do you ever like create something and then realize, wow, four hours have passed and now it's 1 a.m. I better get to bed. Like that happens to me all the time. Um, That happened to me yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) So you're a little tired today, huh? That happened to me yesterday. Actually, it was during the day. I just didn't realize how long the project was going to take and what it would entail. And it, I, I basically experimented with a cocktail umbrella. Oh, little fancy tissue paper drink umbrellas. And I decided I wanted to turn it into a Victorian patio umbrella. And it took forever. (laughs) Well, I definitely want to see pictures because I would love to put them on like my website and my Facebook page just to go along with the podcast here. So people, I can can definitely do that for you. (laughs) That might be a good visual. So do you still have that house that you built in college? No. Um, uh, Let's see. I had moved out, went to college, started that. Uh, My I was renting a little duplex, which actually caught fire. (laughs) So I had a roommate at the time and yeah, we both get home and it's nothing but ash. We lost everything in that fire. That's that's what happened to that. Um, It wasn't near completion. I had gotten the exterior done, nothing of the interior. It was just kind of sitting on hold for a while. Um, But yeah, it kind of just, burned into ash. Oh, that's sad. I'm sorry to hear that. I've made up for it now. I have way too many now. <laughs> How many? I, I love to hear this. Okay. I have probably, uh, geez, I would say, oh gosh, <laughs> close to 15. Oh wow. That you've built personally or do you, like if you find them at like rum and sales or do you always just have to have that dollhouse like me like I was I I have well and I I probably have four I well I have four unbuilt kits um in my rainy day stash <laughs> it's gonna have, a lot right <laughs> yeah I have right now I have three rehabs what I call rehabs are older vintage houses that I took in Mm-hmm. that I'm rehabbing and, and redoing. I'm doing uh, a Hofco Americana right now, a Simplicity Farmhouse, and a Fox Hall Manor. I love how you know all the names of all these. Like, that's one thing. <laughs> I don't know the names of all the kits, but that's pretty impressive. And I have, uh, I have several that are completed that are kind of used in my home as decor. I have my dollhouse room, which I have right now, <laughs> probably four completed that are on display, three room boxes. Um, I have a guest room that has one of my houses in it. I have a 1978 dollhouse incorporated house. That's my oldest one is in my living room on display. So how do you display them? Do you have them just on a regular old table? Do you have a turntable? Like, I always don't know how to display them and what's the best way. Well, in my workroom, I have my husband built a very large rack, which is wonderful. I have um, four houses on the rack right now. Plus I have 
stuff I need to clean up, let's put it, it's always a mess, it seems like, but, um, and he also made me these um, turntables. So I'm able to access the front and the back yeah. on these houses. Of course, the largest house I have in here right now is probably the Americana, which is sitting on my work, one of my work tables. So do you decorate all these houses for the holidays or just maybe one or? Oh, and see, people are going to think I'm a Grinch for this. I do have tons of Christmas things. I have yet to have decorated a house with any of them. Hmm. So, yeah, I get very uh, caught up in other things this time of year. Mm -hmm. Well, um, and your real house, right? And all the other things that go along with holidays. But. Right. That it just, I do plan on doing that one of these days. Maybe you I should have, have a house decorated for Christmas and just leave it up all year. And then you can be like, yeah, I decorated that for Christmas. Look at That would be <laughs> the easiest thing for me to do at this point. Yes. Because, um, yeah, I would love to, I would actually love to, to decorate my, I have the real good toys, Ponderosa. Oh, there you go. And I've always wanted to do that one up for Christmas because it is a, it's a large cabin. It's got the front opening and I just, I can picture it with twinkle lights and, yeah. and Christmas trees because it looks like, you know, they probably could have went out in their yard somewhere and cut their own Christmas tree. There you uh, go. Rainy day project. You could have a house for Easter, a house for Halloween. and <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Yes. Right. That you could add that to the list. So. Oh, yeah. So tell us a little bit about Simple Shacks Miniatures. Okay, that kind of started off where I met some people and just an idle conversation where people were genuinely curious about the hobby. Um, and my thing is, let's, let's get people interested in this hobby because it's so, it's so wonderful. There's what's not to like, but what I kept hearing is the expense. It's too expensive. It's it, the price scares a lot of people. And what I tell people is don't be afraid. Don't, don't believe everything you see. It's not, it doesn't have to be expensive. You can find frugal thrifty ways and anybody can do a house. Mm -hmm. So for those that get easily overwhelmed, easily overwhelmed, I should say, I recommend room boxes. So I started making room box kits and she shed kits and turned our garage into a wood shop. <laughs> so we designed a very, it's very simple, very basic kit for somebody that just wants to get their feet wet to see if it's something that's going to stick with them. So it comes flat and they put it together or does it come all like together? In it comes, it comes um, completely flat packed in a poly bubble mailer okay. with instructions, easy to follow instructions. It also comes with a tip sheet on various things that they can do um, with their kits. Uh, it's, uh, it's a good kit for, I think, several age groups. Uh, I have done kits for the Girl Scouts of America. Um, for projects that they were doing. Um, so, so children can do it, okay. adults can do it. And it's a way for people to just, you know, not everybody has room for a big dollhouse either. You know, we do have people that live in apartments or condos or they're, they're in college renting a room. They don't have space. So room boxes are the perfect companion for that. Do you do custom sizes? Yes, we do custom sizes, um, and as I mentioned earlier, my husband makes turntables. So we also make turntables out of heavy-duty plywood. Uh, the first turntable I had was made out of MDF, and it did not live. <laughs> I, I need one of those. <laughs> I was way too rough on it and it, it did break, but he makes me the heavy duty plywood. He even routes it, uses the router on the edges to smooth it out. Um, so we also carry turntables in different sizes. I'd love some pictures of those also. So, sure. do you, if you, so you sell miniatures, do you go to vendor shows at all? Uh, 
I did want to go to a few this past year that were down here in Florida, actually, but the COVID really changed all that. You know, there was, everything was canceled. Yeah. So that did hinder that. Um, I'm not sure if I will, I do know that they're planning on some shows this coming summer, I believe, in Orlando and I believe one in Daytona. Oh, nice. So have you so, ever been to one in the past, whether you were selling or just there looking? No, I haven't. Oh. Um, I you would have love to get to the Tom Bishop show. I was there once. It was amazing. It was, it was overwhelming too. It was, but it was amazing experience. I love it. It's in yeah. Chicago every April, I think. That's a good one. Yes, that would be an amazing thing to see. Uh, I've heard nothing but fantastic references to these art shows. Uh, I do know that not last year, the year before they had one in Orlando that some people weren't happy with. Uh, it looked like uh, miniature railroads took over at that, that miniature show. Okay. Um, but I'm hoping, I do see so much growth in this hobby that I do think the shows are really going to start popping. That was my next question. So you being in, you know, building and creating miniatures for so long, do you feel like this is a hobby that's really taking off? Like, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, it's funny. I don't know if you've heard of, uh, there's a big miniature shop down here in, in Orlando off a of Colonial Drive called Ron's Miniatures. E yes, I think I did hear that. I didn't know uh, where it was located, but. I can remember going there when I was with my, with my, with the neighbor lady. I can remember going there at, at eight years old. I mean, uh, that place was the place to go, it was just such a magical store with everything you could think of in it. And I, I do try to make it down there at least once a year. Uh, I did have this discussion with Ron a while back and he, he didn't believe me, but I kept telling him that it, it's coming back. The, the big boom that you saw in the 80s and early 90s is coming back. I see it all the time on, on Facebook Marketplace, eBay, uh, there are miniature businesses that are thriving. I spoke to the owner of Phoenix Miniatures out of uh, Scotland, I believe, and they are, they're covered up. I mean, they're just covered up. They can't believe it. And they've been around since, I think, 1978, I think she said. Wow. And they're, and they're booming again. She, she told me she never saw it coming. She, she just sees so much growth and so much business here in the past year. So I do definitely think it is growing. I think more people are getting involved in the hobby. It's getting more attention. Uh, we have the, the show on television, mm -hmm. uh, the Holiday Spectacular on the Home and Garden television, which is spotlighting it. I think I would love to see more of that. I just, give me more. Mm -hmm. Did you know Canada's doing one? I have heard that. I think, is that the one that's supposed to be through, uh, they're going to air it through Netflix? I'm not sure. I was just talking to someone. I hope that we get to watch it, you know, here in the States. I'm, I'm not really sure where it's going to be aired, but it's all, about, it's all about house building. So that would be right up your... You know, you would love that, right? You should be a contestant. I would, I would love, well, here's, here's, here's where I would definitely bomb. You know, I watch these contestants on the Home and Garden channel yeah. and I've seen, I've seen good comments. I've seen bad comments about yeah, the show. Yeah. I'm delighted, number one, just to see miniatures on a show, mm -hmm. first of all. Mm -hmm. Number two, it takes... With the time allotted, I've been working on rehabbing this Fox Hall Manor for the past year. The time that they're given, uh, kudos to all of them who participated because I crack under pressure. I don't like to be rushed. I don't like feeling like I'm under the gun because that's where I feel like your, 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 artist, your artistic ability is being clouded at that point. I felt like they got to bring some people or some items in though. Maybe not. I, I'm, I really want to interview one of the contestants and just see the process. It seemed like some yeah. of the items were already done that they could bring in, which would have been nice. Well, they had a certain amount of time prior. I think it was uh, 
three months prior to work on, they were only allowed to get up to 50% done. Okay. So they were allotted, but, but even then, you know, you're still under a certain amount of stress that you wouldn't normally be under if you're in your home working at your own pace. There's a certain amount of stress. Uh, I felt for every single one of them because I'm a neurotic mess as it is. I couldn't imagine, you know, being on camera trying to, you know, finish up a project that I want in my head to look a certain way. So we can call Terry a perfectionist? (laughs) Right? (laughs) I wouldn't say I'm a perfectionist. A lot of my builds, I, I do tend to, I do tend to go, I lean towards the side of realism with a lot of my own things. I want to see mildew growing in, the, in between the bricks on my patio. Wow. I want to see, I want to see uh, the paint chipping off the, the metal patio chair. I want to see, I want to see a, a spill that hasn't been cleaned up because there, to me, there is beauty in all of those flaws. Yes. So I, I lean towards that. Like uh, life is not clean as a whistle. And and I do have a couple clean builds. Don't get me wrong. I do have a couple what I call clean builds, but I do tend to lean more towards, to me, the realistic touches give it that real Mm -hmm. comfortable feeling. Like you don't have to be in a suit and tie to enter the room. Um, You, you can relax, you can enjoy it, you can take it in. And so I do have, I do have imperfections in a lot of things, but it's because even the house I live in, in real life has imperfections. Mm -hmm. I think everyone's does, right? (laughs) Right. I mean, there's no such thing. And and to me, it's like, I lived in a, a farmhouse for 10 years that was built in 1896. And there was not a room in that house that was level and straight. I mean, it, it just, it was a quirky house. We had fun remodeling it, but throughout the whole remodeling project, we would find things that were, okay, well, that's interesting how they did that, you know, Um, but to me, it made it all more, it made it all the more inviting to live in because it had all of those quirks. Mm-hmm, for sure. So it, it sounds like you're so skilled. Is there anything that you were like, oh, not, can't do that. I'm not doing that. Oh my, have I got some confessions to make? <laughs> as far as dollhouse, you know, miniatures go. I, guess it's just- I was talking to one of my miniature friends the other day and, and I do things all the time where I just kind of jump in a little too fast before I think about the complete execution. I, I get excited. So I have a tendency to dive right in. And that's where I think I make my most, make the most mistakes because I don't, I get so excited about the outcome. I don't properly think about the execution. I am, I have several failed projects. Like, let's put it that way. I do have a box that I keep in my closet and it's labeled salvage yard. (laughs) And what I put in there are failed projects, things that didn't quite turn out the first or second run. Um, I, I have all kinds of bits and bubbles in there. So if I ever need something, I, I go, Oh, maybe it's in my salvage yard. Maybe I can find a scrap piece of this or scrap of that. And I, I think that it's, I always kind of laugh at myself because I, at first I'll be disappointed, but then I sit there and say, Hey, it's okay. I'm learning. I am, I am, it's okay. Like what did it cost me? I learned so many valuable things failing a couple times that, that now I can do it and I can help somebody else do it much easier. Sure. That's my whole so, motto in life. Oh yeah. So just to, I, I have, ton, I've made tons of mistakes, but like I say, it's all part of learning the hobby and embracing it. Uh, just is, like there one, have- is there one thing though, like for me, it's fabric. Like I, to make a curtain, it just, oh. but okay, is there anything like you're like, oh, I'd rather, I just have to go buy that. Cause I can't. 
Well, here's a cheat. I'll tell you how I cheated recently. I I have not been able to upholster, reupholster anything. For some reason, I I can try to reupholster a chair or a sofa and I can make it look hideous. Like, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. <laughs> I'm with you. So recently I had, <laughs> I had this uh, couch that I just, I wanted to recover it, but I thought, you know, Terry, this is just your weak spot. You're just not, you might as well hang it up. You've tried numerous times. <laughs> <laughs> so I painted it. Hmm. I painted it with, I, I, I love different paints, different kinds of paints, different washes, waxes. Um, I used, and I'll tell you what I used. I used, it's called Color Wash Tint by Tattered Angels. And where did you find that? I found that at Hobby Lobby and there's several different colors. Now, some of them come with glitter in them, so don't shake it or you're gonna end up with a glittery mess. So I let the glitter settle to the bottom and it is perfect for coloring your fabrics. Nice. Um, Thank you for that. Uh, it's perfect for that. I've also used chalk paint. Chalk paint works really good on furniture pieces. So if you, if you have a tricky piece or you can't recover it, um, paint. There's yeah. nothing wrong with using a little bit of, and I, I add a little bit of water to it until I get a nice coat on there. I let it dry. I kind of rub it to get the fabric, to keep it soft. And yeah. then I do another coat if necessary. Is it like really hard when it dries though? Actually, no. Actually, no, it is not. Uh, it kind of takes on a leathery feel. Thank you for that. I actually do have a, I'm not really into the Victorian anymore. I don't, I'm going more modern, but I have this couch and I love it, but I, I don't like the pattern. So that would be perfect. Right. The, the, depending on the pattern that's on there, you may have to, you know, do more than, do, do more than two coats to cover that particular pattern. Okay. Um, but, but I've had really good luck with the chalk paint. And if your chalk paint's a little too thick, you can add a little bit of water to it. It does help get it on that fabric. And like I said, I used a microfiber cloth. And after my, after my coats would dry, I would rub it with this microfiber cloth to kind of soften it. Okay. To work it out so it wouldn't be so stiff. And it, and it worked out well. Um, and of course I thought, well, you know, what if it does turn out too stiff? What if, well, you know, yeah. who's going to really sit on it to tell? <laughs> <laughs> Very true. That's when, Very you, that's when you sit there and you really start, you know, okay, remember what you're doing. There's nobody that, you know, I made a bed one time and I was upset because the mattress wasn't soft enough. And I thought, oh my gosh, really? Terry, you're getting a little too literal here. Reel it back in. Nobody's going to be sleeping on that bed. I think we can say perfectionist, which is yeah. not a bad thing. I think that's awesome, <clears throat> but that is too funny. The mattress I catch myself with doing that all the time, <laughs> I mean, just over silly random things. But I think that's just the hobby and the way that it lives inside yeah. of you. Mm -hmm. um, it, it does become somewhat an obsession. It does. It does. You talked a little bit about before about having a mini friend. Uh, how did you, so I'm starting this podcast to, you know, just meet like-minded people, get to know people that love miniatures as much as I do. How did you meet people that on the internet that love miniatures too, or how did you connect with people? Um, actually, the, the Facebook has a lot of groups, a lot of groups that are geared towards dollhouses and, and every, genre I think is on there at this point you have um several to choose from and I I belong to quite a few uh they're wonderful places to be they're great people and helpful yeah uh, and so inspirational I mean if I'm having a down day and, and I see somebody created something it's a it's an instant mood lifter when you see a beautiful miniature scene that somebody put their heart and soul into. It's just so inspiring. Yes, I agree. I so agree. So anything else you want to share with us? 
Maybe uh, tell us where we can find you, find your creations. You can find me. I have, well, I do keep track of my current projects on my personal blog page, which is on Facebook, and it's called This Old Dollhouse. Okay. And currently, uh, you'll see in the feed there, I'm working on the Fox Hall Manor, which I have renamed Never Done Manor. So Never Done Manor is the name that I have coined my Fox Hall because it is never done. And I put different, if I've come across something that I really, really like or that I, something that has saved me some trouble, I always put it on there. Uh, I also have the Simple Shacks Facebook page, uh, Simple Shacks Miniatures. Okay. And anytime I have new listings or anything like that, I post on there. It's not really like a everyday thing. I just, as I come across, I have a lot of, vintage items. I mainly deal with the vintage furnishings, artists made. Uh, so where are you find, like I noticed that you um, have a lot of, those are things that you find and then you're selling on there, right? Yes and no. Um, I actually was contacted by a lady in the next town over about probably six months ago. And I guess she heard from somebody else that hey, contact Terry, she might be able to help you out. Anyway, she owned a dollhouse store back in the 90s. Wow. And she closed it down and she had everything in storage. And she said, you know, I've, I've been watching you on Facebook and I really like the stuff you do. Um, if you're interested, why don't you come look at it? Let me know if you can do anything with this stuff. So... It would have been was, like Christmas day. Oh my God. It, it really <laughs> was. It was insane. I walk in her warehouse and her storage unit and the whole back wall was nothing but kits. Oh my gosh. Unopened, original boxes, never been opened, all stacked up all in a row. And I just was like, oh boy. What, and so then of course she had tons of of furniture and building supplies, you know, bricks and polystyrene and all the things that just made my heart flutter. Yes. So uh, I did, I did make her an offer on it and I thought, you know, I'll just sell this. Like I do my simple shacks, she sheds and room boxes. I'll just go through this and start selling it. There's no reason why this stuff should be in a storage unit when somebody out there could be building with it right now. Yeah, for sure. Oh my yeah. God, I can't even imagine, I can't even imagine walking into something like that. That would be dream come true. It was, it was crazy. Um, and see, and last year I had a similar situation happen. Um, I, I contacted a lady through Facebook. Uh, she did not, she, she didn't speak good English, but anyway, she had some dollhouse stuff for sale. And she said she had gotten it from the woman she was taking care of was very elderly. But come to find out, the woman owned a dollhouse store in Juneau Beach back in 19, from 1978 until 1994. Wow. And there was oodles in there. And it, uh, nothing like kits or anything, but the artist made pieces that came out of there were phenomenal. I could not believe my eyes. Uh, and they were all just in boxes. Uh, like you won the lottery twice. Like, wow. You know, <laughs> I had so much fun sorting through that lot because I found some of the most unique pieces. Uh, I have a set right here that I'm looking at right now. I have it carefully stored. I'm, I've been researching it. It's period furniture pre-World War II. Oh, wow. Uh, and I believe you pronounce it triange, T-R-I-A-N-G. Okay, you have to look that up. It is an old furniture and housemaker. I know some of the people, I'm still learning a great deal about it, but from what I have found out, this was pre-World War II. Uh, the company st stopped, I think, after 1932 or, or something like that. But I've been 
I've been researching it and saw where just one of the little chairs was like, you know, going for 40 bucks. And I'm like, what? So do you have a picture of that on your Facebook page? Uh, I believe okay. it's on one of them. You might have to scroll down, but okay. um, I believe it's on this old dollhouse. I believe I posted it on there some time ago. Uh, it's a, an amazing set and uh, very intricate. I do want to say it's probably, it's not a 112 scale. It's, it's um, the 116th, I believe. Uh, like I can, similar to, similar I can to London. See in your future, Terry's House um, Museum of Miniatures or something. Like you, your collection is huge. Well, I have actually sold, sold quite a bit of the of the lot that I got a few months ago I had I think over 60 kits and I'm down to probably about 10. Oh okay. So several of those have sold some of them flew off the shelves I mean some of them I had people contact me hey do you have this do you have this mm-hmm. and I'm like okay let me look and and I would have it and and I would I it was just a I guess it was just a lucky score. It was a real lucky score. Yeah, for sure. Is that it's like winning the lottery? <laughs> it, I, you know, it was. I can remember we had to we had to run a U-Haul to get it all. Oh, wow. And you know, just me and my husband, and we get it to the house, and I'm like, where am I going to put all this? <laughs> it was just kind of like I didn't think about this. I didn't think this through. <laughs> where are we going to put all of this? So it kind of took over, you know, uh, it's a good, good thing, you know, with COVID, you don't get a whole lot of company, you don't get a lot of visitors. So my two guest rooms were completely slap full of dollhouse miniatures. (laughs) Hey, it sounds like the best house ever. I would love that. (laughs) Well, I'm definitely going to uh, um, follow you then on the Simple Shack and see what, what comes up next for sale. How exciting. Yes, and sometimes it's just, you know, uh, piddly things, and sometimes it's, you never know. That's the thing. It all depends on which box I go to that that day when I'm actually listing. And do you do this full-time, Dallas Miniatures? Uh, yeah, I do do it full-time. Um, well, I shouldn't say that. I would say it's full-time, but it's part-time. Like, I, I don't, it's kind of one of those things where, you know, I, I might take a day out of the week and do some listings. And then uh, the next day I'm cutting out room box kits. Oh, yeah. So it's, it's kind I, of, you know, depends on what we have going on. Um, it's been pretty busy here in the past month. So I'm just kind of, I guess, coming up for air a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know if this was just kind of like a little side hustle or if this was your main source of income or, you know, like if this was... Dollhouse Miniatures was your career. It's, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say that. I would say that, you know, it's just something I do on the side. Um, it's not, uh, it's not a full-fledged career. I've, I've had a few careers already that I've retired from, and I don't want to retire from this one. So I don't want it to ever become something that is more of a job than a passion. Yeah. I find when you, when you take something and you, turn it into something that is more structured and day in and day out, you're going to burn out on it. And I do not want to burn out on this. Yeah. So I just, I just basically piddle through and, and I don't, like I said, I never want to put that pressure on myself. I've been under that pressure before with, with my previous career and, 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 and I know what burnout feels like and I would be devastated if, this led to burnout for me. Yeah. It's such a passion. Like you said, it's a, a form of therapy too for some Right. So I, I do just enough. Uh, let's just say my hobby funds itself. Let's put it that way. I like that. That's awesome. My hobby funds itself. I don't put a whole lot of pressure on myself. I don't sit there and say, oh, I've got to list 20 items today or I'm going to go belly up. It's, there's no pressure. If I make a little scratch on the side, that I can use towards my next rehab project or that can help pay my taxes, then, then so be it. But I'm not, mm-hmm. not going to put that pressure on myself because 
the pressure is what's going to equal to the burnout. Yes. Okay, well, let's um, wrap it up. If someone came up to you and said, how do I get started? I know you kind of talked a little bit about room boxes, but, or let's switch it up. If someone said, why dollhouse miniatures? What would you, what would you say to them? Uh, I've had that said to me. <laughs> I've had that said I think to we me. we all have, right? Like, yeah, what? you're going to get two, two different reactions. Usually when, if we have a visitor here or, you know, anything, the plumber, let's say, <laughs> I, I usually get a lot of wows. Like this is, you know, they're just so instantly surprised and happy to see the houses. Mm -hmm. But then you have some that are like, why are you doing this? Mm -hmm. And I tell them because I love it. It's not, I, it's the fact that I can create a new scene any way that I want. It's not like, you know, you're remodeling your real house. You get to, you can only do that so many times and it's expensive, you know, but with a dollhouse, you, you can create exactly what you want. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it, it's a way to, for me, it's a way to be, it, to me, it's an art form. I'm just going to say that right now. There's some people that will dispute that, but it is an art form. You're using different textures, different paints, different elements. You have log homes, stucco, brick, stone. You're expressing yourself through what you turn that into. Mm -hmm. And, and, it, and it, it uses so many traits like sculpting, painting, like you said, building, yeah. like carpenter. You know, it's so many different art forms all in one, I think. You know, I, to me, it's like you get so many different, you start to learn what your, what your best qualities are and, and what everybody out there, I don't care who they are. And I've seen it on the groups a thousand times. There are some people that excel in certain things and certain aspects mm -hmm. than others. Everybody, it's almost like everybody has a certain special talent. Mm -hmm. when it comes to something in miniature whether it be sculpting a doll or or making a bed or mm -hmm. or sewing even sewing the little uh quilts or, or rug making i mean all of those things are talents and i'm not a sewer not at all so anybody that out there that sews i admire a great deal <laughs> i admire those people that can do anything smaller than the 112 so like even like the oh. one I don't know, 144th or whatever it is, like. 148 scale, yeah. I have a friend of mine that loves 148 oh scale. Gosh. And I'm always in awe of her because I tried, little confession, I tried to paint a 148 scale Christmas village. Uh, and let me tell you, that is hard. <laughs> yes. That is extremely hard. So anybody that works in a small scale, my hats go off to them. Yeah. Uh, also, also the, the artisans that are hand sculpting these dolls. I don't know if you've seen very many of these dolls lately, but that is phenomenal. Like, wow. Yeah, I tried uh, that once for, I tried making a shadow box of my parents. Yeah, like I had them in front of their house, like little, oh, sculpt. Yeah, my mom looked like a man and she just lacked the beard. I mean, it was awful. But I try, <laughs> so I know what you yeah, mean, talent. Yes, there's so many out there that just, I'm just wowed every time I see their work. I'm like, wow. I mean, it's, there's so much, and like I said, everybody has a certain little special gift that they bring to the table when it comes to miniatures, and the fact that we have these groups on Facebook where you get to share all those, mm -hmm. to me, is just that's fun in itself it is and everyone's so willing to give like to help you learn what they do and think like it's so giving the miniature community I found oh yes yes and I you know it, I have no problem if somebody wants to know how I did something I have no problem sharing that the way I look at it is there were times where I didn't know what I was doing Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, uh, and 
you learn by trial and error, but if you have someone that can save you the headaches mm-hmm. and, and the fact that, you know, everybody seems to be, like you said, so sharing and giving of that. I, I mean, I think that's what's going to bring more and more people into the hobby is the fact that fellow miniaturists are able to share, mm-hmm. uh, you know, hey, don't use this, use that. It works 10 times better. Or, hey, use this paint or stay away from this. This, 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 this was a miserable fail. Anytime you can get that, it's going to make people more, or I should say less apprehensive of getting involved in it. So do you know how to 3D print? Because right now I'm trying that and I want to pull my hair out. You can teach uh, No. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm like, this will be awesome. I'm going to buy a 3D printer and I've but spent- But I do know someone you can contact that will probably help you. Oh, I will take anything right now. I'm almost ready to return it because I, I can't figure it out. So yes, please message me his, their name. I will, I will do that. And actually I know maybe two or three people that might be able to help you that I can, I can send your way. Uh, That to me is very scary. I get intimidated sometimes by technology. Um, Yeah. And that is definitely intimidating. However, I have recently, I've purchased myself for Christmas a new tool that I'm very excited about getting. What is um, it? I'm excited. I an, like new tools. It's an all-in-one scroll salt bench tool that has several neat features on it that I've been just lusting over, and it what? went on sale. Ooh, even better. <laughs> yes, it's available from Micromark. They specialize in all sorts of tools for miniatures and, and model builders. Okay. And I am going to attempt... I have so many ideas built in my head. I know I'm making it easier than what it's going to be, but I, I'm going to use this to actually build out the kitchen for my fox hall. Nice. So what I is the build, name of the saw, actually? You no, know, I just call it the awesome skill saw. <laughs> I'll but Google that. I do know it has a better name. It's on my phone, which I'm holding. Let me see if I can actually... Oh, that's okay. But I just love tools. Yeah. And I thought, how cool would a 3D printer be? But and I'm even like tech savvy, I think. Like I'm pretty, I mean, I'm a graphic designer. I know electronics pretty well and programs, but this is, the learning curve is huge. I have heard from others that it is quite a challenge to learn, um, but it does take a lot of patience. But I'm still intimidated. Now, I'm not saying I'll never dabble in that. I'm a little hesitant, and I'll tell you why. It's because I haven't, I really want to see something that's been printed from it that's completely finished out. You know what I mean? And on display in a dollhouse, so I can get an idea of, I mean, I've seen, I've seen toilets and things like that done with them, but I, I just want to make a simple plate and a cup and I've spent (laughs) like a week trying to figure it out. It's frustrating. Maybe you need to get one of those little miniature pottery wheels because I also would like to have one of those. Me too. And I hinted to my husband, hopefully he listens to this podcast before Christmas Yes. again, but I've hinted to him a couple times that I wanted one. So we'll see. Maybe it's in under the tree. With my husband, I don't necessarily hint. I just nag him. Like I show him pictures. Look how cool this is. Look how neat. Think of what I could do if I had this. And then he looks at me and goes, why haven't you bought it already? <laughs> what, what pottery wheel would you get? You know, I'm still researching that. Um, but I, 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 I am going to say that I do want to get one of those here before too long. I have been looking into them for, well, I would say the past couple weeks. And I, that's my problem is I, I haven't even gotten my, my tool from Micromark yet. And I'm already built a thousand things with it. The awesome. I, have a, <laughs> I, love it. I have a tendency to just go a little bit like overly ambitious and then reality will hit me. Yeah. <laughs> so, we all do that. I'm picturing all this pottery that I could make when all actuality I could end up with just nothing but a bunch of blobs. <laughs> do you do pottery like big pottery? Have you ever 
done that? No. Okay. Uh, no, I, but my mom has a friend of hers that does pottery and I've always loved her work. Uh, she actually does a lot of, of, um, all sorts of, not just pottery, but statues and, and things of that nature. And I've always loved her work. So I guess that's where I probably get in my, most of my inspiration on the pottery is from her. She, mm -hmm. she just does phenomenal work. Well, when you buy it and you try it out, let me know. Cause I don't know. <laughs> it's on my list of things too, after I tackle this 3d printer or throw it out the window one of the two I don't know and you know what's funny is the very first house I built all I had was a bottle of glue mm -hmm. a, a razor knife and I think a pair of scissors mm -hmm. um and 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 I built a, an entire house with just that mm -hmm. I mean it, it I, I didn't sand I didn't have any I mean I was a broke college student so but now it's kind of funny because I'm like, oh, look at this tool. Oh, look at this. I'm excited to go. My husband thinks it's great because I love going to Home Depot <laughs> and Lowe's and all these places, Harbor Freight and whatnot. I know. Sooner, soon I'm going to have more tools than my husband, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I think well, all. Terry, anything else that you'd like to say before we wrap it up? I've... Uh, to those of you out there who have not have who have not started yet but are interested in the hobby just start it it you know it's an incredible hobby i find it very healing uh we live in a very anxious depressed society and without this i don't know where i would be i mean it has just been a complete save it, it's given me a safe haven a place where i can be creative and happy and work through my emotions um, so I highly recommend it. Don't be afraid of it. Dive in. That's how you're going to learn. Just get your hands dirty and dive in. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you, Terry. It's been a pleasure talking with you. Yes, I enjoyed it. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. You have a great day. And if I'm ever in Florida, I'm going to get to Terry's House of Miniatures for sure. Yes, come check me <laughs> out. We'll come at, you can come. We'll have coffee and I'll take you, show you around the place. Sounds perfect. Thank you, Terry. All right, thank you. Bye. Bye-bye.